What's up, everybody? Welcome y bienvenidos to Thy Servant. I am your host, Omar Murillo, and today I am excited to welcome Morgan Goldberg onto the podcast. Morgan is an ex-New Ager who taught yoga for 13 years and who devoted her time, energy, and life to New Age practices since about the age of nine. She now comes onto the podcast to share her story of years in these practices, the reality and severity of them, and ultimately how the Lord, as she says, plucked her out of it and brought her into the light. Morgan now teaches theater at a Christian school that allows her to use her wonderful creativity in a way that exalts God by discipling children and teens. She is also a facilities caretaker at a local church, and with the same fervor she had for her New Age spirituality, she now applies it to her devotions, prayer life, and study of God's Word. Now, For the listeners who do not know what the term New Age or New Age spirituality is, I wanted to define it briefly for you. To summarize it at a very uh, surface level, uh, New Age is supernatural, mystical, and spiritual practices to find the highest form of spiritual enlightenment within ourselves that ultimately uh, stems from a pagan religions and occult knowledge. Uh, individuals known for pushing this are people like Jim Carrey, uh, Oprah Winfrey, Russell Brand, um, Randall Carlson, Tolle, uh, Richard Rohr. Um, it's books like The Alchemist, uh, The Four Agreements, The Power of Now, uh, Siddhartha, and it's some some of its common practices are things like astral projection, uh, lucid dreaming, Kundalini yoga, uh, shadow work, mediums, tarot cards, meditation. Uh, dream catchers, horoscopes, crystals, psychedelics, and even the Enneagram that has such an influence on the progressive church today. Um, So I'm excited, friends, uh, for Morgan to share her side and the reality of this booming billion-dollar industry. Stay tuned. What's up, everybody? We are back and kicking off season one, episode three, with someone that I am so eager to have on, Morgan Goldberg. Morgan, it is so good to have you on. Thank you for coming. So good to be here. (laughs) Uh, Why don't you please share for us a bit of who you are and your testimony about your previous life as a New Ager? All right. Um, So... I was raised in a secular home um, in Berkeley, California. So uh, kind of the heart, the hippie heartland, (laughs) very progressive family. Um, My mom, I mean, she came, we have some like Catholicism or Episcopalian or something going back, but I really, I think I'd been in a church once on one Christmas. And then my dad was culturally Jewish, um, ethnically Jewish, but not religious. So we were just, you know, we celebrated the holidays and both Hanukkah and Christmas and Passover and Easter and all that, but just in a very secular way. And my family just mostly was all about, I guess, family, culture, science, progress, that kind of thing, you know, politics. My dad was actually in politics. And so, um, yeah, it was 
I, I, but from a young age was, I was a really sensitive kid. So I was always, um, like seeking mystical experiences from a really young age. And, um, I went to a, a camp that was like a hippie camp that exposed me to new age spirituality, like meditation and, um, yeah, mostly. And, oh yeah. And like native American indigenous practices and stuff from like, when I was nine years old and, um, and I just really got into it. Like I loved it. I was like, this is so great. And so then, you know, but obviously like I struggled a lot in this world. We're living in such a dark world. Um, so pretty early on I started going through depression and then I was just seeking, 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 like I didn't know God. And I, um, I got into drugs pretty bad. Um, when I was a, teenager and um and then like I had my first kind of mental break when I was uh 17 and kind of stopped doing drugs and then had my daughter at a really young age and I got pregnant and my family because we were so progressive they all wanted me to get an abortion but um this is when I look back and I say oh God's always had his hand on my life because at that age I you know went against my family and decided to have her wow And, um, so, you know, that part of my life, I was pretty devoted to being a mom and I lived like in the country with like in a hippie commune and was really into natural, you know, farming and all these things. And I think I was pretty protected then at that time in my life from the new age stuff, but it was always sort of in the background, um, just around, I was around in that culture and, um, you know, I was in a, a pretty toxic relationship too for Mm. many years um and I think that that just like wore me down slowly and so when I got out of that it was the point where I started trying to get out of that relationship is when I started getting into the self-development world like really hard because I was like something's wrong this isn't right and I always felt that way like I just struggled with anxiety and depression and so then I uh, got into the self-development world and I just went in real deep, you know, I was like doing all the, I mean, there's just so many different things I was doing. I was doing yoga, I was doing the landmark forum, I was doing psychedelics for mm. transformational growth, whereas before when I was younger, it was more for fun, it was kind of both, but yeah, and then um, just all kinds of spiritual practices, meditation, affirmations, manifestation, wow. like yeah. just like everything. Um, but it kind of grew over time too. It's like you start doing it and then you're just like more and more and more because you're never getting what you're looking for. Cause you're always looking for God. Like everybody's always looking for God. And I think I, I wanted to know God. I just had no idea that God was the Christian God. Like I just never, I never even, I never thought about that like I just never I never got anybody who shared the gospel with me in a passionate way it just wasn't in my reality so I ended up um just yeah going really deep into all of that and it was about two years before I was saved that I joined this um weird church (laughs) that's like and now I don't even really want to call it a church but basically it was um, it's called the Santo Daime Church, and it was folk Catholicism blended with Amazonian shamanism from wow. Brazil. And um, it's 
it's really heretical. Like they think that the ayahuasca, so they take ayahuasca, which is a plant medicine, which really is a psychedelic drug. They take that um, and they call it, like they say that that is the second coming of Jesus or something. Okay. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, and ayahuasca is kind of like DMT, right? Yeah, yeah, it has DMT in it. So, well, it is like in the natural form of DMT. So DMT is like DM, like taken out of ayahuasca when you do it, just DMT. Okay. Um. Yeah, so... Yeah, so basically I got into that and I was like in that I actually like joined the church. I would go like every couple um weeks and drink this med- this drug and <laughs> like trip out and sing songs to Jesus and me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's so weird, but so but I do feel like it had so- some part of a big part of my testimony because um Basically, like, there's two things that happened. Like, I I think my heart softened to Jesus, um, even though I never really got the gospel. Like, I think we would sing songs that sort of gave the gospel, but it, it didn't ever really get in in the way that, you know, may, would make me, the blinders come off my eyes and, and really see Jesus. But I think my heart softened to him. And I, I was like, oh, Jesus is my homeboy or something. Like, I'd say like <laughs> yeah. stuff like that, you know, like Jesus is cool or like I love Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. So then I um, – but then the other thing that happened was I started this practice of mediumship because they, they mix in spiritism, which is a um, – it's a mediumship thing where uh-huh. they, they just like call on all these beings, like yeah. spirit beings to come and – incorporate them into their bodies and and make them do things so like channeling so you could write you could speak you could dance like all different things ways to channel spirits and so I started doing that and you know they would say we're it's angels or they would say there's there's um beings of light and beings there are dark beings they do acknowledge that there's dark beings but Mm -hmm. then they say that there's like beings like, like angels or then and spirit guides that are good. And then there's like dark, like lower vibration ones. And um, I definitely had that mindset and I experienced that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, and I would dance and, and like speak. And I always think like those were actually demonic tongues. Like the, what I would make these weird sounds yeah. and stuff. And it would like take me over. And I think that it was like demonic tongues looking back now yeah Yeah. looking back now yeah Yeah. but then like when it first started happening I still knew that some of them were like darker entities and so I started getting this spiritual discernment of like what was good and what was bad because in the new age they often like they really blur the lines of good and bad so they'll say like the darker stuff sometimes you have to accept it and embrace it so that you can transmute it to the light and that's a lot of the concepts of like shadow work and stuff is like the dark needs to be like revealed yeah revealed and like yeah you need to see it but then you also need to like accept it so that you can like it's almost like you're trying to be Jesus. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Um so and they and yeah, so basically I started but the the other thing that happened during that time was I started like I had the worst cuz I had struggled with mental health my whole life, but I had the worst mental health breakdown that I'd had where I was 
chronic i had chronic insomnia i was barely sleeping um i had really bad sleep paralysis so if i would sleep a lot of times i would see and feel these like dark entities on me um and then i would um have panic attacks i would have like suicidal intrusive thoughts and i was just a wreck (laughs) like it was really hard so um you know i wish that i would have like known Jesus like at that time, but it wasn't quite time <laughs> yet. So basically I um, I started doing like this diet that really helped me because I had like physical health issues too. So I basically was like, okay, I need to close my gates. That was the term okay. to the mediumship. Yeah. So I needed to stop um, doing that, you know, letting anything in anymore of the spirits. And then I needed to like come back to my source energy. That was the terms that, so I was just like trying to feed, like eat really healthy food and Mm. just like ground. I did a lot of nervous system work, like spent a lot of time in nature, like went a little more scientific and that stuff is a lot safer. You Mm -hmm. know, I'd say like God is, you know, did create our nervous systems in a certain way. And like psycho, there's things about psychology that I totally think yeah. can be helpful in the Christian walk. And so, um, you know, I think I went into more safe grounds um, and I started healing. Um, but the thing is, is I was really idolizing this diet. Like I actually called it my saving grace. I was like, this, this is helping me. And the diet actually came from a guy who was totally de- de- demonized. But the funny thing is, is he actually identifies the Catholic and he would tell people to like pray to angels and he would talk about God and said his information was from God and stuff. So there was still this thing where God was like, like I was open to God. I was, I was starting to be open to the Christian God, um, even though it was off. It, it wasn't like, I didn't really know him yet. So, um, so then I, what happened is when I started getting better, I was like, I want to share this with the world. Like I've been in such a dark place and I've come out of it. And so I started, I became an online health coach. And then I was also, um, that in the coaching industry is so weird. You're always like changing what you are depending on like how you feel. And Mm -hmm. so I, then I was like a relationship coach for a little while, like a shadow work specialist. And, you know, I was just doing all this inner child healing and just, Work, 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 work. And that's the crazy thing about the new age. And that's really the the root of it is that it's all work. It's all self-improvement, mm-hmm. focusing on yourself, working on yourself and um, trying to reach some kind of state of peace and, you know, enlightenment. enlightenment right. Yeah. Or... Um, just bettering yourself, saving the world. You know, there's so many different angles you can go on it, but it really is. It's, it's just so self-focused. And um, yeah, so I became a, this coach and I was really in the online space. And the thing that started happening in 2020, which is when I was saved, is in the online space, like there just started being so much division and like all this stuff in the in the depths of society started Uh coming up to the surface and you know some people would call them conspiracy theories or different things but really like a lot was being revealed about the evil in the world and so people just were starting to talk about like the sex trafficking rings or the tyranny of covid or you know things that like the things that really started to like hit these spots in me were like 
when I started seeing people that I followed and respected talking about like how the transgender movement wasn't healthy, you know, and that there was like a really a lack of polarity between masculine and feminine in our world that was happening. And I remember being like, whoa, that's correct. And like, oh my gosh, what about all my trans and gay friends? You know, like just being like, whoa, I'm thinking in this way, like this is scary because like, what is everybody going to think, you know? (laughs) And so, yeah. And I remember I saw like also stuff about like sexual, like child sexuality in Hollywood. And it was like these Republicans talking about it. And I was like, I was like, whoa, like they're right. Yeah. I'm supposed to hate these guys. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so it was just like my world lens. I think God started working on my world lens first. I mean, he, the, the, he was working in the spiritual realm too, but it was like the my world lens was really changing. And so around at that time too, so that was happening, but I was still doing tarot. I was still doing, um, I was really into astrology at the time too. I was like teaching it kind of. I was um, like helping a teacher. I wasn't really a teacher, but I was helping this woman teach it. And um, And like, I was, I had gotten like a Reiki certification. I had gotten this Metatronian therapy. I was like getting back into energy work, even though I had sort of like decided to close my gates. But I was like, no, it's okay if I'm just, you know, doing it with these light beings. And so another thing that happened was somebody was like, well, you have to test the spirits with Christ. And this is in the new age. This is a new age person who said that. And I was like, so I would do that actually when I would feel like the vibrate like presences of spirits I would like ask them if they were of Christ Mm. and I and I think because I had been in the Santo Daime church I like trusted Jesus um and then like so of course that doesn't actually work because you need to say you know the the in first John where he says uh test the spirits but you have to ask them if they if they believe that Jesus came in the flesh and was fully God and fully man. Fully man yeah. Because if you just say, oh, are are you from Christ? Then it's like Christ light. Like there's like all this Christ consciousness stuff, you know? And it's like, you have to say, no, he was a man mm-hmm. and he was fully God. He's mm-hmm. not just some consciousness. Yeah. He's like a real person who existed and beat death and rose again, you know? And so that was, um, that was like, something but it did it's again it's like these little seeds that happened and um so the second one the big one I think was hearing that there was something called false light and that's when I was like and this was all happening around the same time like summer of 2020 and I was like whoa like false light what what does that mean? And so then I started getting really cautious and kind of scared of like all the energies that I would entertain Mm -hmm. when I was doing all my like meditations. And um, like, I didn't really call it mediumship anymore, but it was more like meditations and like energy work, that kind of thing. So I started getting really cautious and I was like, whoa, I don't know if I can trust any of this anymore. Wow. And, um, And then... You know, it was at that time where I was in this coaching program and it was a 
business coaching program. And it was this woman, she was one of the women that was opening me up to this different worldview. And she was really into like being in your feminine nature and letting the divine masculine lead you. And we were doing all these like polarity work. Um, that was, and she actually got saved. She got saved after me, but, Uh um, she, she was definitely like one of the ones that helped me come to know the Lord because she was getting drawn at the same time as me. And um, it was the end of her. So I was like meditating on the divine masculine every day, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, kind of funny. But then um, it was kind of in that time, I saw this live of um, some one of the mentors that I had been following for a long time. And I and then she was talking to this man who like had been in the Santo Daimi church. Like he had a really similar spiritual background as me with ayahuasca and yoga and all of that. And so, and they were, they were both, um, you know, calling out the new age as being evil and being a cult and being a workspace way to God. And they were just saying, and Jesus is the truth and Jesus is the only way. And, um, and, and so I was watching her journey because she was saved like a, a little bit before me and I would go on her stories and she would just say certain things. I'm like, what? And so like all this time, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I went into an existential crisis and I was like, I heard, I, I heard what they were saying as truth, but I had no idea what to do with it. I was like, this is, I knew that, you know, I think somewhere in me knew that I was going to have to die. Like Mm -hmm. I was going to have to give him my life. Wow. And like that was um, pretty scary. (laughs) Yeah. So um, that was when, you know, praise God, he had a (laughs) really good plan for me. And I decided, I mean, you know, it's so weird because I would never do ayahuasca again. But like this, he used it and he can use anything to draw you home. So... I decided to go to an ayahuasca ceremony, which I hadn't been doing like for a while because mm-hmm. I had I had had such bad experiences with it. But, you know, when you're on that spiritual seeking path, you're still always looking for the next thing. Right. So I was like, OK, this is the thing that's going to help me like figure out what's going on. And, you know, it, it actually did. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, basically, I'm like going, I'm like, OK, I'm going to. I'm going to connect with the divine masculine. And then I hear this voice. I mean, it wasn't, it was an inner voice. It wasn't like audible, but it's like, no, you're going to surrender to God. Like that's your intention. Of course, it's an intention, not a prayer because I wasn't really in that world yet, but like, okay, I'm going to surrender to God and then discern false light. That was the other intention because you set intentions Mm -hmm. before a ceremony. So I went into the ceremony and right away, like things got weird as they always do. And like I was looking up towards the heavens and I was seeing like all the planets. Um, and and I and so the, the planets are ruled by these lower G gods, like all the astrology and stuff. And they are like 
demonic. They are fallen angels or principalities. And this is while you're on the on the ayahuasca. On the ayahuasca. Yeah. So I'm I'm tripping. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm looking and I'm seeing, I'm like, whoa. And this I'm like, this is really overwhelming. I'm like, I don't like this. Like I'm just starting to notice that I don't actually like like this feeling. Like I'm confused. I'm overwhelmed. Like everything's swirling. And I must have like I don't know how it happened or why, but I think I must have been like, I need help, like some kind of like call of desperation. And that's when the Lord just came through and he said, I am God and I'm here with you through Jesus Christ. And it was a loud, audible voice and his voice completely lit up the whole eternity like it was like the brightest light that I had ever experienced and and it and it turned a light bulb on inside of me and I felt like I I was awake and alive for the first time in my life like I had never really truly been alive and um and then you know I ended up just falling on my face because yeah. <laughs> it was like this so overpowering yeah. yeah it was the power of god like and so i um and then from there like i just i like remember having this thought and i saw it was kind of like a thought of like separation or just you know just how you it was like a doubt kind of of what was going on and like my human self was trying to like get in there and like in there and be like what's what's wrong what's what is this and like and I basically saw this web of darkness and that that thought was like connected to this web of darkness that was covering the world and so I basically saw the fallen nature of the world and then Jesus was there and it was he was just light. I didn't see like his body or anything, yeah. but I knew it was Jesus. And he pulled all the darkness into himself. Wow. And then I just um and including like me and my darkness. Yeah. And then I just um like surrendered to God. And that was when I like fully surrendered to him. And and then Jesus was in my heart or, you know, gave me a new heart, saw gave me a heart of flesh. And I was just crying and uh, laughing yeah. and like I was just like I've never known like I had never known love like that before wow. and yeah so yeah so that was um I I left you know and then I, I started getting convicted he started showing me like a lot of things like he sh- he showed me like all my evil and my past and um I think starting to lead me through repentance. I didn't know what that was, mm-hmm. but he just was leading me through it. And then um, I, I, you know, I left the ceremony that next morning because I was supposed to stay all weekend. And I was like, no, I can't do this. So I started mm-hmm. experiencing com- his conviction and his, mm-hmm. um, but I was also like just filled with his peace. Yeah. And it was um, the biggest gift I could ever receive. And so I went back to my life and <laughs> that was when, you know, I was, I was born again wow. and then everything had to die in my yeah. old life. And it was a really intense process of burning books and throwing everything away yeah. <laughs> in my house, yeah. like all the occult stuff and 
laying down my coaching business, not teaching yoga anymore, like, um, yeah, just everything had to go and um, find, you know, getting a Bible, finding a church, like, yeah, yeah, leaving all the old friends. And, you know, I had friends who wouldn't be friends with me. Some of them I just had to walk away from, but some of them were like, your values are toxic now. And, you know, you can't, I can't be friends with you anymore. Just like Mm. with my stance on things like um, homosexuality or not Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's just like, I don't, like I, I have biblical values now. So it was really hard for people. And I wanted to ask, like, why do you think people are so drawn to this uh, mystical side? Because I know for me growing up, it was like vampires and werewolves when Twilight came out. And I was so intrigued with like all this stuff. It may sound like super girly, but I was. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, no. But why do you think people are so drawn to this uh, theme of like... um, uh, like self-development they're seeking something yeah um so they like seek it through like dmt or ayahuasca yeah shadow work yoga why do you think people are so drawn to that um i mean i think that you know god made a god-sized hole for us mm. and i think that that's good the and for everybody yeah you know um and i think that unfortunately like the Christian church as a whole, like doesn't always exude the power of God. Like it doesn't always show his, how spiritually powerful, how supernatural Mm -hmm. like he is, you know? So people don't see that necessarily. And so people are just seeking it elsewhere, you know, they, because we're at our core, we're spiritual beings you know we live we're physical too but like um you know we're gonna we're gonna be we're like meant for we're made for god like we're made to to know him and so i think yeah people are just seeking for him all the time and and um and i don't think they necessarily see it in the churches all the time of like his that supernatural power yeah and I mean, it's also like the knowledge, the hidden knowledge that is the original sin. The original sin is wanting to know, wanting to be like God. And the whole new age is completely, it's all around your own power as a like spiritual power, your spiritual gifts, your the magic that you can have. Me, me, be, yeah, me, being me. able to like, control to manifest to create your own Mm. reality like all of that and so people just want they want the power of god because Mm -hmm. they don't know him yeah and so they're trying to like create it for themselves and do it on their own strength wow yeah um and kind of going off of off of that um you you use the term little g uh gods yeah and i know as christians like you said you know we kind of write off things like as horoscopes and and yoga kind of just being these like things out that imaginary things that you know people are just believing within themselves but does it go deeper than that um like the term little g gods is there something actually there is there something behind horoscopes is there something behind kundalini yoga um and 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 yeah yeah 100 percent. i mean there's there is um 
there's a whole spiritual world that mm-hmm. we don't see. And, and that verse, um, sorry, I'm really bad at quoting Bible verses exactly, <laughs> but it talks about how we're not, we don't battle against flesh and but, blood, but about against the unseen yeah. principalities, principalities in the spiritual realm. Yeah. And that's what it's talking about. Like mm-hmm. there are fallen angels that, um, that have a lot of, sway on this world and that are keeping people blinded and that are keeping people seeking them instead of seeking God. Yeah. And they, you know, Lucifer, um, he masquerades as an angel of light. Mm. So that was the, that is the false light. Okay. And that's what was revealed to me. Like you, he counterfeits God's design. So he will give you like those spiritual encounters that even feel peaceful, that feel Mm -hmm. loving, like all of that. But it's not actually from God, um, though it can even be from God. And then he can say, oh, that feeling you you had, that's from me. That's from the ayahuasca. So you go back to the ayahuasca or that's from the tarot cards. But it could actually be God because God's with everybody, you know, and he's pursuing everybody. And so it's not that people don't experience God's love who who aren't saved, but they just don't know that it's him. And mm. so they look to... Yeah, so basically like they just they just have a lot of influence and they're real. Like yoga the yogis, they pray to um all these different Hindu gods and they're even some of them are even demons and they they say that they're demons. And you taught yoga for how long? Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Yeah. And was it specifically Kundalini yoga or was it just normal? No, yoga? it wasn't Kundalini yoga, but um yeah, Kundalini is that's its own spirit, right. you know. And I did get into that with all the breathing techniques yeah. and 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 yeah. So you yoga actually means to yoke. Yeah. So you're actually yoking yourselves to these spirits when you're mm-hmm. doing yoga because it's part of a spiritual lineage. If you think about um, this, really opened my eyes. So one of our only rituals in Christianity is communion, right? So yeah. we eat the the bread and we drink the wine. Yeah. So. Um, in, I don't know where it is in the Bible, but yeah. they talk about like, you know, eating, eating, uh, food sure sacrificed to idols. Mm. Right. And the thing is, is like, there is a way you can kind of go overboard with it of like thinking like, oh, everything is like demonic and stuff. Uh-huh. But, and I think Paul talks about that as like, we don't have to really fear it because we just have to fear God. Right. But it doesn't mean that it's not real. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that like you're when you're partaking in these other things, it has there there's a ritualistic kind of covenantal like thing happening, mm-hmm. right? With that with the dark side. Yeah. Whereas like when we take communion, like we're doing a ritual for G- with Jesus yeah. and for Jesus and you know he's doing it through us and all of that and so there is there is real spiritual implications yeah. to all of it yeah um yeah yeah and you yeah and you hear stories uh, I love Steve Bankar's like testimonies and stuff like that of people that you know they go into like astral projections like they they do all that you know and and in these realms in these uh, reality that's uh parallel to ours um really gruesome stuff happens to these people in this in these realms you know so it's definitely something real and really serious that you know we're not just um 
finding out like hidden knowledge that you know that it's gonna make us feel better like there's a severity to what we're doing yeah yeah and i've heard a lot of stories too of people like me who came from the new age to jesus who and i I i've actually i did experience this it's just not it wasn't like a super strong experience but where they were like testing the spirits because they were new to jesus and they had been doing all this you know yeah stuff and so and the 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 like there was big spiritual warfare on my life when i first came to the lord because i had yoked to so many uh, dark spirits yeah. so um but things where they be like calling they they test the spirit with the first john did jesus come in the flesh yeah and it would be like some kind of, I think, yeah, it would be this like beautiful, like goddess, like sparkly light being thing that you're like, oh, this is my spirit guide. And then when you test them, everything melts and turns into this like dark, like skeleton, wow. you know, teeth, like all kinds of dark, really dark stuff. So yeah, people they see that they see the truth like the 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 way that lucifer has uh masqueraded you Mm -hmm. know gets exposed when you say the name of jesus to to the in these realms and to these beings Mm -hmm. so yeah you so i was i had the privilege of reading your testimony more in depth Mm -hmm. um so you said something in your testimony that really stood out to me um and if you don't mind me sharing yeah i I would love to to get your feedback on this. You said, uh, speaking of the ayahuasca uh, ceremony that that you were speaking of earlier, and um, um, you were talking about the group, you know, you said uh, they were given tastes, little bits of healing, tones of real joy, of love and peace, but just to keep them coming back for more, they were in bondage, endlessly seeking him, speaking of Christ, and being given a counterfeit. So talk us through that, you know, so people actually, I, I know you touched a little bit on this, people mm-hmm. actually receive things that they seek, little bits of healing, little mm-hmm. bits of joy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think it just really comes back to, I mean, two things. One, that Satan counterfeits God. And so mm-hmm. he does have some power. And I do think that he actually can heal people, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's like people who get healed from hypnosis or something like this, you know, it's like, I, I mean, God obviously allows it, but like, um, you know, God's sovereign over it all. But I do think that, you know, people are receiving healing to keep them in bondage to whatever modality they're getting healing from. So it's a way that Satan just keeps people like I said, is coming back for more and just looking to that Mm -hmm. instead of God and just being like, this, this is giving me what I'm looking for. And then the other aspect that I touched on is like, I do, I think that God is always with people. And I think that people do experience God's love without being saved. And then what happens is, again, same thing, like Satan comes in there and says, oh, no, that came from me because mm. you're experiencing it doing whatever this modality is, this mm-hmm. meditation or whatever it is. And then people just give the credit of God to an idol. Right. And so, um, and, and it really is bondage because um, there's just this constant, it always, it's it's never like 
you know, when we receive our self, our, when we put our faith in Christ and we receive his, his grace and, yeah. and salvation, like there isn't really anything we have to do. Like all we have to do is love him and like talk to him and, yeah. you know, continue to repent, like continue to, to see the fault in our ways and, and bring them to him. And like, but it's not this like never ending uh, but he he really does it all right. Like yeah. he reshapes us, he regenerates us. Yeah. He 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 does all the work on us, you know. He even died for us, so yeah, he, <laughs> he died for us. Yeah, I mean, he made a way yeah. already that's already done, and like all we have to do is put our faith in that, and then mm-hmm. he he does it all. So like, I think you know, in in these self help world, like you're just always you. There's just always another layer to like peel off and yeah. dig into and like just and it's all on your own strength. All so. work based. Yeah. yeah Solomon, work based. Yeah. Solomon in Ecclesiastes, I have it in my notes, but yeah. you know, he calls it chasing after the wind. You know, yeah. you're you're is essentially seeking something that is not gonna fill that void that you feel that you long for, right? And ultimately the prize is Jesus. Yeah, and it, oh, this feels relevant, like I listened to this one person's testimony early on in my walk who came from a similar background as me. And he talked about like how he did experience peace and he did experience love and like all these things. But the thing that he never experienced was freedom. Mm. And and that's the thing that I believe only Christ can give us is freedom. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Kind of leading to like the last question. um, I wanted to ask like, what is some wisdom that you can share with somebody that like your past self, you know, is teaching these uh, new age practices like shadow work, um, kundalini yoga, uh, breathing work, meditation, mm-hmm. or even someone for or like a person that, you know, is so intrigued with like astrology and horoscopes. Mm-hmm. What's some wisdom that you can give to them from somebody who came out of it? Stay far away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing is I've noticed is like, because I have known some friends who also came out of the new age, like um, that I've witnessed their journey, you know, like I came out first. And yeah. um, it's like, because that whole world is so experience based, you know, it's yeah. like, there's something that is kind of good about that because like you have to like really know it for yourself. Like there's a lot of curiosity, mm-hmm. you know, and and people don't you can't just um like take somebody else's word for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like if somebody had said this is the truth, I'd be like, "Well, I I don't know. I've never experienced <laughs> that as the truth," yeah. you know? So like that 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 curiosity is good. You know, it's good to be curious. It's good to seek. Like we still have to seek and strive and pursue and, you know, as Christians. And I, like, I would just say like, um, you know, there is a most high God. Mm -hmm. There is a most high God. There is a truth. Truth is truth. It's Mm -hmm. real. And he, he's the truth. And like it, you know, if you're curious, just seek him, like just call out to him because he will, he will show up and he, you know, he, 
He will give you an experiential, a tangible and visceral experience Mm -hmm. of who he is. Mm -hmm. He will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. He will penetrate your heart and love you in a way that you've never been loved before. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not a dead religion. It's yeah. alive yeah. and it's a, the living person of Jesus. And so, um, you know, if you want that experience, just ask for it. Yeah. Open up the word. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the other thing. It's like the, the word, I mean, I came to the, you know, my testimony, I didn't ever have a Bible, mm. but when I, you know, when I got my Bible, it was like, he speaks he's it is a it's the living word of god he speaks directly to your soul jesus is the word yeah as it says uh, yeah Yeah. totally yeah totally Um, so and what would you say to you know that person who is the teacher um who has friends in this community like yourself because if you think about it like yourself you're gonna lose your friends you're gonna lose your community Mm -hmm. you're gonna lose your work yeah um what would you say to that? Yeah, because you know? it's 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 not a a light thing that we like that no. they're they're gonna do. It's You're true. ultimately gonna lose everything. You lose everything at the cost of gaining everything. Of course, you know your life in Christ. But yeah, I mean God's redemption is so amazing, and I didn't really get to that part because I just said, and then every I had to get rid of everything. <laughs> I didn't want to go on for too long. But basically, you know, the Lord has blessed me with just so many in believers that I just love so much and, mm-hmm. you know, a f- true family. And um, he's given me a new work like that is um, uh, like working for him, basically glorifying God and what mm-hmm. I do. And, um, and like the thing is, is as believers, we don't, we don't, look to the world for satisfaction yeah and like it it honestly doesn't matter what our external circumstances are yeah and that's a big lie in the new age too because they're constantly like you gotta manifest your best life Mm -hmm. you know like you only live once and like (laughs) all that stuff and it's like the thing is no matter what your external circumstances when you have god when you have jesus like you're better than you ever were Mm -hmm. like even in this life mm-hmm. and you have eternal life. Absolutely. You get to look forward to the party of heaven. Like, I mean, heaven, like <laughs> we're going to all be, you know, glorified bodies, yeah. no pain. And it's like, yeah. it's so good. Like yeah. you can't, and, and this life is just passing away. So it's, you know, you, eternal life is definitely where it's at. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there any last uh, thoughts or or comments that you um yeah, haven't shared yet that you're thinking of or um i mean i guess to speak to the christians who mm-hmm. are maybe like you go to a yoga class or mm-hmm. you know um you might be enneagram yeah enneagram like any of any stuff that like if you're unsure and this is something that i've had to learn because yeah. like I've been like super strict about stuff, yeah. but it took time, you know, cause I, it's like, I kept my crystals for a while and I actually like, I don't have anything. If you're a Christian and you have a crystal in your house, like that's okay. Like, I, I mean, if it's okay with you. Right. So the main thing is like, if you're unsure about something, then if you don't have peace about it, 
then just walk away from it, you know, like let it down, like put it down. And, and from this conversation, I would just hope that you would see that there are some things you should be unsure about, you know, and, um, and yeah, there's a lot of resources out there to, to, to look into this stuff, but it's basically the world is saturated in paganism. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, unicorns everywhere, like magic everywhere. And, and if you're approaching some of that stuff with like your children or something, teach them Mm -hmm. about the origins of it, you know, teach them what it is from a biblical perspective Mm -hmm. and how it does have pagan roots. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean, I mean, the Lord has, brought me back into being able to watch like fantasy or something like there was a while where I couldn't watch like the Lord of the Rings. And I used to love fantasy, you know, because it had all the magic stuff in Mm. it. But like there, I mean, that's from a Christian author. And I do think that there is, uh, there is a lot of, um, good, like it's good and true and beautiful. Like I, that, you know, there's good stuff in that. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's just, I don't know, discernment, pray for discernment, you know, find people that can give you counsel if you're unsure mm-hmm. and just always dig in, dig a little bit under the surface so you're, you're not being deceived because it's really easy to be deceived and to be yoking to mm-hmm. things of this world that are have a pagan influence without um, realizing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, staying, staying true to your conscience, you know, uh, for sure. And those convictions that you feel is for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, um, obviously with the Bible as your guardrails. Um, yeah. Um, and then also, you're a very creative person, mm-hmm. you know, using your creativeness, the uniqueness of who you are, who you were in the New Age movement, and then using it for God's kingdom as well. So, yeah, well... Thank you so much, Morgan, for coming on. I have been so like eager and so excited to have you on just because I've I've read about this. It's it's a serious thing, but uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and yeah, coming yeah. on. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. The wonderful and powerful testimony of Morgan Goldberg. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you want to hear more, go ahead and subscribe to Thy Servant. And I hope you come back for the next episode. Peace and adios.